Today is the 15th day of November. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It's great to be here with you today around this global campfire that we share together. Where no matter where we are, no matter when we're listening, someone else is as well. And we're never alone here. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. And we've come together to take the next step forward in the scriptures. We're reading from the Common English Bible this week. And we'll continue our journey through Ezekiel and Hebrews. Tomorrow we'll conclude the book of Hebrews. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Ezekiel chapter 31, verse 1 through 32, verse 32. In the eleventh year, on the first day of the third month, the Lord's word came to me. Human one, say to Pharaoh, Egypt's king and his troops, with whom do you compare in your greatness? Consider Assyria, a cedar of Lebanon, beautiful branches, dense shade, towering height. Indeed, Its top went up between the clouds. Waters nourished it. The deep raised it up, because its streams flowed around the place where it was planted. From there, water trickled down to all the other trees of the field. And so it became higher than all the trees of the field. Its branches became abundant. Its boughs grew long. Because of the plentiful water, it grew freely. All the birds in the sky made nests in its branches. All the beasts of the field gave birth under its boughs. And in its shade, every great nation lived. It became beautiful in its greatness and in its lush foliage because it took root in plentiful water. No cedar was its equal in God's garden. The fir trees didn't have anything like its branches, and the plane trees had nothing like its boughs. None of the trees in God's garden could compare to it in its beauty. As for its beauty, I made it so, with its abundant foliage. All the trees of Eden envied it, all that were in God's garden. So now the Lord God proclaims, Consider the fate of those who tower high. When it allowed its branches to reach up among the clouds, it became arrogant. So I handed it over to the most powerful nation, who continually acted treacherously against it. I banished it. Foreigners, the worst of the nations, cut it down and left it to lie among the hills. All its branches fell among the valleys and its boughs were broken off in the earth's deep ravines. All the earth's peoples departed from its shade and abandoned it. On its trunk roost all the birds in the sky, and on its boughs lie all the beasts of the field. All this has happened so that no other well-watered tree would tower high or allow its branches to reach among the clouds nor would their leaders achieve the towering stature of such well-watered trees. 
Certainly, all of them are consigned to death, to the world below, among human beings who go down to the pits. The Lord God proclaims, On the day that it went down to the underworld, I caused mourning. I blocked off the deep sea against it. I dried up its rivers and restrained the mighty waters. I made Lebanon go into mourning for it, and all the trees of the field languished on its account. When it was felled, the nations quaked at the sound. When I cast it down into the underworld with those who go down into the pit, all the trees of Eden were comforted in the world below, the choicest and the best of Lebanon, all the trees that depended on water. His allies, those among the nations who lived under his shade, these also went down with him to the underworld, to those who are slain by the sword. Are you like any of these in glory or greatness among Eden's trees? Then you too will go down with Eden's trees to the world below. You will lie among the uncircumcised, with those who are slain by the sword. This is Pharaoh and his entire horde. This is what the Lord God says. In the twelfth year, on the first day of the twelfth month, the Lord's word came to me. Human one, sing a lament for Pharaoh, Egypt's king. Say to him, You consider yourself a young lion among the nations, but you are like the sea monster. You thrash about in your rivers. You roil the waters with your feet, and you muddy your rivers. The Lord God proclaims, In the company of many peoples I will spread my net over you, and I will haul you up in my dragnet. I will cast you out on the earth and throw you on the open ground, I will cause all the birds in the sky to settle on you and all the beasts of the earth to devour you. Your flesh I will set upon the mountains and I will fill the valleys with your gore. With your blood I will soak your irrigated land and the stream beds will be filled with you. When you are snuffed out I will cover the sky and I will darken the stars. I will cover the sun with a cloud and the moon won't radiate its light. As for the shining lights of the heavens, I will make them dark over you and set darkness over your land. This is what the Lord God says. I will trouble the hearts of many peoples when I bring about your destruction with nations from lands you didn't know. I will make many peoples appalled because of you. Their kings will shudder violently on your account when I brandish my sword before them. They will tremble for their lives again and again on the day of your downfall. The Lord God proclaims, The sword of the king of Babylon is coming against you. I will make your hordes fall by the swords of mighty men, the most terrifying of the nations, all of them. They will bring an end to Egypt's pride, and all of its hordes will be destroyed. 
I will remove all its livestock from beside the plentiful waters so that neither human foot nor livestock's hoof will trouble it again. At that time, I will allow the waters to run clear and make its rivers flow like oil. This is what the Lord God says. When I turn the land of Egypt into a wasteland and the land is deprived of all that fills it, and when I strike down those who live there, then they will know that I am the Lord. This is a lament, and it will be sung as a lament. The daughters of the nations will lament for Egypt, and they will also lament for Egypt's hordes. This is what the Lord God says. In the twelfth year on the fifteenth day of the first month, the Lord's word came to me. Human one, Mourn for Egypt's hordes. Send Egypt down with the mighty nations subject to it, to the world below, among those who go down to the pit. Whom do you surpass in beauty? Go down and take your bed with the uncircumcised, among those who fall slain by the sword. A sword is appointed, and all his hordes will carry him off. The mighty chieftains, those who once came to his aid, will speak to him from the middle of the underworld. For the uncircumcised have gone down and have lain down, slain by the sword. Assyria is there, and all its assembly round about his grave. All of them slain, fallen by the sword, who were assigned graves in the deepest region of the pit. His assembly surrounded his grave, all of them slain, fallen by the sword, who caused terror in the land of the living. Elam is there, her entire horde round about her grave, all of them slain, fallen by the sword, who went down uncircumcised to the world below, who caused terror in the land of the living. They bore their shame like those who go down to the pit. Among the slain, they made a bed for her. With all her hordes round about her grave, all of them uncircumcised, slain by the sword, for they caused terror in the land of the living. They bore their shame like those who go down to the pit. In the midst of the slain, she was placed. Meshach and Tubal are there, and all their hordes around their graves, all of them uncircumcised, slain by the sword, for they caused terror in the land of the living. They don't lie with the mighty men fallen among the uncircumcised. When they went down to the underworld with their weapons of war, they put their swords under their heads and their shields over their bones. The terror of the mighty men is in the land of the living. But you, you will be broken among the uncircumcised, and you will lie with those who are slain by the sword. Edom is there, its kings and all its princes, who, though strong, were put with those slain by the sword. They lie with the uncircumcised, like those who go down to the pit. All the princes of the north are there, and all the Sidonians who went down with the slain. In spite of the terror of their strength, they were disgraced. 
they lie uncircumcised with those slain by the sword. They bore their shame like those who go down to the pit. When Pharaoh sees them, he will be sorry for all his hordes who are slain by the sword, Pharaoh and all his army. This is what the Lord God says. Though it was I who put his terror in the land of the living, he will be laid out among the uncircumcised, with those slain by the sword, Pharaoh and all his horde. This is what the Lord God says. Hebrews 12, 14 through 29. Pursue the goal of peace along with everyone and holiness as well because no one will see the Lord without it. Make sure that no one misses out on God's grace. Make sure that no root of bitterness grows up that might cause trouble and pollute many people. Make sure that no one becomes sexually immoral or ungodly like Esau. He sold his inheritance as the oldest son for one meal. You know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected because he couldn't find a way to change his heart and life, though he looked for it with tears. You haven't drawn near to something that can be touched. A burning fire, darkness, shadow, a whirlwind, a blast of a trumpet, and a sound of words that made the ones who heard it beg that there wouldn't be one more word. They couldn't stand the command. If even a wild animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned. The sight was so frightening that Moses said, I'm terrified and shaking. But you have drawn near to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, heavenly Jerusalem, to countless angels in a festival gathering, to the assembly of God's firstborn children who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous who have been made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks better than Abel's blood. See to it that you don't resist the one who is speaking. If the people didn't escape when they refused to listen to the one who warned them on earth, how will we escape if we reject the one who is warning from heaven? His voice shook the earth then, but now he has made a promise. Still once more, I will shake not only the earth, but heaven also. The words, still once more, reveal the removal of what is shaken, the things that are part of this creation, so that what isn't shaken will remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that can't be shaken, let's continue to express our gratitude with this gratitude, let's serve in a way that is pleasing to God with respect 
and awe because our God really is a consuming fire. Psalm 113 and 114 Praise the Lord, you who serve the Lord. Praise. Praise the Lord's name. Let the Lord's name be blessed from now until forever from now. From sunrise to sunset, let the Lord's name be praised. The Lord is high over all the nations. God's glory is higher than the skies. Who could possibly compare to the Lord our God? God rules from on high. He has come down to even see heaven and earth. God lifts up the poor from the dirt and raises up the needy from the garbage pile to seat them with leaders, with the leaders of his own people. God nests the once barren woman at home, now a joyful mother with children. Praise the Lord. When Israel came out of Egypt, when the house of Jacob came out from a people who spoke a different language, Judah was God's sanctuary. Israel was God's territory. The sea saw it happen and ran away. The Jordan River retreated. The mountains leaped away like rams. The hills leaped away like lambs. See, why did you run away? Jordan, why did you retreat? Mountains, why did you leap away like rams? Hills, why did you leap away like lambs? Earth, tremble before the Lord. Tremble before the God of Jacob the one who turned that rock into a pool of water, that flint stone into a spring of water. Proverbs 27, 18-20 Those who tend a fig tree will eat its fruit, and those who look after their master will be honored. As water reflects the face, so the heart reflects one person to another. The grave and the underworld are never satisfied, and people's eyes are never satisfied. Okay, so in the book of Hebrews, we've been talking for the last couple of days about faith and the fact that its presence in our lives is a necessity to operate in this kingdom or to enter into this new covenant. And we went through many examples from the Old Testament of biblical people who were regarded as the most influential people to the Hebrews. And they were all used as examples of people who had faith, people who saw something that they could not see and hoped in it, hoped in the promise. And then we were led into the understanding that we find ourselves in the same place. We have to have the same kind of faith in what we can't see, but in what we know is coming. Because at the time of this writing, 
those who were following Jesus were being marginalized and sidelined and persecuted, and it didn't feel like things were getting better. It felt like things were getting worse. And so that's where faith comes in. And Hebrews counseled us on perseverance and discipline. And the fact that what we can see right this minute isn't all there is. There's much more going on. There's a larger story happening. But the only way to renew our hope in this coming thing is through faith. And so today we kind of are reaching the climax. We're just about done with the book of Hebrews. We'll complete it tomorrow. And so we're instructed on how to navigate, how to navigate life and how to look at things. And so we're instructed And we should pay attention to this because it applies to our lives. Pursue the goal of peace along with everyone and holiness as well because no one will see the Lord without it. Make sure that no one misses out on God's grace. Make sure that no root of bitterness grows up that might cause trouble and pollute many people. Make sure that no one becomes sexually immoral or ungodly like Esau. These are postures. These are instructions on what our lives are supposed to be shaped like in order to cultivate faith that will bring hope. And then we're led into a contrasting example of Mount Sinai and Mount Zion. Mount Sinai, of course, representing God meeting with the people in the wilderness and giving the Ten Commandments and instituting the First Covenant. And the writer of Hebrews reminds them that everyone was freaked out, like no one could even touch the mountain. Even Moses said that he was terrified and shaking. And that was brought up to represent the institution of the Old Covenant. But then the writer says, but but you have drawn near to Mount Zion. And goes on to explain how this represents this new thing that God is doing, this new covenant through Jesus. And then we're given a warning and a hopeful picture. The warning is that everything is going to get shaken up because of this. And certainly 2,000 years later, we can see that Jesus has indeed shaken the world but for the hebrews at this time it's just counsel everything that can shake is going to get shaken up because of this new covenant because it's a new era a new dawning of a a new day things among the human race have profoundly been changed so it's going to shake things up but that's necessary Everything that can shake is going to get shaken and the things that aren't shaken are the things that will remain. And because of this new covenant, we are entering into and receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken and our response to that can only be gratitude. And we can take the last statement from our reading today and place it in our hearts as we move forward in our lives. With this gratitude, let's serve in a way that is pleasing to God with respect and awe because 
our God really is a consuming fire. And so, Father, there is no doubt that we experience shaking and shake up in our lives. And most of the time we see this as a horribly bad thing. And rarely do we look at it as everything that needs to be shaken loose, everything that needs to fall away is falling away because of the shaking. And rarely do we run to you and embrace the process and move through it by the counsel and power of your Holy Spirit. Usually we're asking you why you let this happen. And from the book of Hebrews today, we can see that things need to be shaken up. Things need to fall away so that that which is stable and solid and cannot be shaken is what remains. And your kingdom cannot be shaken. And you have invited us to participate in it. And so we embrace all of the things that we are going through. And we invite your Holy Spirit. We run to you, not with accusation, but with gratitude. We express our gratitude that you continue to pursue us and to shake loose the things that will only take us down in the end. We are grateful that you are a consuming fire. You consume the things that do not belong in and around us. And you consume us with the power of your Holy Spirit to operate as your image bearers ambassadors and representatives on this earth. We invite your Holy Spirit to give us this awareness, a much larger perspective on all of the issues that we face in our lives. Come Holy Spirit, give us the eyes and the ears of your unshakable kingdom, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website. It's on base. It's where you find out what's going on around here. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at DailyAudioBible.com. There's a link. It's on the homepage. And uh, thank you for your partnership. If you prefer the mail, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996. Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, there are numbers that you can call. We have a few of them. If you are in the Americas, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. If you are in the UK or Europe, 442036. 088078 is the number to dial. And if you are in Australia or the lands down under, 6138820 is the number to call. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. This is Linda from North Idaho, and I want to thank Favored One 
for calling and giving the update regarding our precious Lisa, Philippians 4, 6. Some of us, for various reasons, are not able to be on the prayer wall or navigate it very well. And I just want to thank you for the update. I have been thinking about her and praying about her. And I must say that, and I think my, that my fellow Dab family will understand, that I rejoice for her. Lisa is now healthy and whole. She's not in pain. And she is with our Jesus. And isn't that the goal of our life here? To be with our Jesus, not to long for this life and hold on to this life and idolize this life, but to be with our Jesus for eternity. I am so, so sorry for her family who is left behind and they will miss her and they grieve her. But I pray that knowing that she's with, with him will bring them a tiny bit of comfort because she walked the walk of faith and left them with knowledge and understanding that they may or may not have been able to receive. But she lived and walked the life that we all claim to want to do. So thank you, Lisa. Thank you for your witness. Thank you for your testimony. Thank you that we all had the opportunity to pray and fast for you at different times. Thank you that you are with our Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that she is with you. We look forward to that day when we get to see you as well as our other loved ones. And we're all there together. I can't wait for that day of rejoicing. God bless Lisa's family. Amen. Hello, Dad family. This is Shepherding Outside Seattle. I just want to pray for Deborah today. She called in for a prayer for Jeff. He's got a massive case of cancer. He's already undergoing chemotherapy, and his wife, Kathy, is by his side. Father, we lift up Jeff to you today, and we pray for healing. We ask, Lord, that you would encourage him, encourage Kathy, and Deborah, Lord. We thank you for her heart. Father, we pray for her be at the right place, the right time, the right words. And Lord, may your peace rule over any anxiety anyone in this situation has having, whether it's Deborah, Jeff, Beth, Father, we ask God that you would give the doctors, nurses, and all who are caring for wisdom. And Father, this is our prayer for all who are struggling with cancer. Think about Grace, who called in for her dad. And I pray for Grace and her family that you would come. And that peace that we're praying for, you say, beyond comprehension. We don't understand it until we need it. So we ask this for these families today. Father, may you bless them with comfort. May you encourage them. We thank you, Lord, for Jeff and for Grace's dad. They know you, Lord. And there's a confidence they'll see you and they'll see them again. So, Father, please bless in this situation, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, DAB. This is Carpedium Driver calling for prayer over Grace and November 11th, as her father believes it's her last leg towards joining our father in heaven. I pray that she is able to be there for her. Um, it brings back so many memories as an only child dealing with my father's death and having no one with me to, to, to share that with or to, to harness that burden. It's tough, but I know you'll make it through. And I pray that the angels and spirit will guide you. May you be surrounded by people that love you and understand you. May you you have the opportunity to spend as much time 
as you possibly can with him. And may the spirit guide the words that you say, your actions, and may you be loved. And may you be surrounded with people that you can trust, people that are, are there to help you. And may, may the God be with you, to guide you. And may his spirit, Lord God, bring you the answers that you seek. Allow you, Lord God, to experience the death of your father, but knowing with God and his angels, his spirit is with you every second of the day. And may it bring you comfort. And may you be protected by those people that may take advantage of you. May you be knowing that the love of God is with you. And know that even over time, my father has been gone on now for almost 20 years, but his love never leaves me. And I miss my daddy every day. And you will miss your father every day, but knowing and in faith that he is with the Lord and his spirit is with you every step of the way. May you be blessed knowing that I'm praying for you and standing beside you and knowing that God loves you and he's with you. In Jesus' name I pray. I'll be with others to have a blessed day. Hey, Daily Audio uh, Bible family. Uh, this is uh, Joe Ken from Seattle, Washington. It's a prayer request for my sister. Um, sister went to the doctor the other day and she has two large masses. Uh, and, and the doctor uh, is really suspecting that it's uh, advanced uh, cancer, uh, ovarian cancer. And, and so I'm calling and requesting prayer request for my sister that uh, she get the right help that she needs and that this is caught in, uh, uh, in, uh, uh, in time so that she can have surgery that the doctors uh, the doctors are provided with the skills and uh, the right uh, type of surgery and the right type of uh, medication is given to my sister to help heal her and so I just ask this uh, that just uh, um, yeah the tricky part is is that she doesn't have insurance either so I'm gonna try to get her insurance uh, so that Doctor provides insurance for her, and so that the doctors uh, would get her the right, get her to the right facility in the right place, so that she can be healed. And so I asked uh, my sister Sophia, who lives in Cheyenne, Wyoming, that uh, she get the right treatment and uh, the right doctors to come in. And Jesus, I'm just asking you first and foremost to bring healing to her body, give her the courage and the uh, strength to get through this period in her life, and just. Thank you in advance for what you are going to do and what you are doing. And I just ask this in Jesus' name.